The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to this day in history class. It's July 24th. Today, in 1915, the SS Eastland capsized in Chicago, and it killed more than 800 people. Here's the story. The Eastland was built in 1902, and it was meant to be a fast ship. It had nicknames like the Speed Queen of the Great Lakes and the Greyhound of the Lakes. Its purpose, originally, was to carry passengers from Chicago across Lake Michigan and then come back to Chicago with produce to sell. It could carry about 2,000 people with sleeping accommodations for about 500 people. And it was a fast ship, like I said earlier, but not quite fast enough to do two round trips a day, which is what its owners wanted it to do to be able to make enough money off of it. So it underwent some retrofitting, both to make it faster and to provide more passenger capacity. It hadn't really been reported to have problems before the retrofit, but afterward it had some issues with stability. On July 17, 1904, it almost capsized with almost 3,000 people on board. It also developed a serious list to one side on August 5th of that year. The Joseph Chicago Steamship Company bought it in 1914, and at that point it had a reputation for being somewhat less than stable. It was not a boat people really trusted at that point. Then in 1915, President Woodrow Wilson signed legislation known as the Siemens Act. This act had a lot of provisions that affected lots of different aspects of marine work. A lot of it was the result of lobbying by the International Siemens Union of America. It had to do with things like workplace conditions and working hours and that sort of a thing. But another huge influence on this legislation was the sinking of the Titanic and the perception that a lot more people would have survived if only there had been enough lifeboats. This is actually a much more complicated question 
But even so, the general public was demanding that boats and ships have more lifeboats and more life rafts and more ways to get people safely off of a sinking ship. So the Seamen's Act mandated that there had to be lifeboats for 75% of people aboard the ships. Now, people who worked with lake vessels like the Eastland that were meant to go across relatively shallow, stable bodies of water like lakes were worried about this legislation. They were afraid all of this extra life-saving equipment was going to make ships that already had a little bit of a tendency to be unstable a lot more top-heavy. It was going to make them a lot more dangerous. But in the end, those concerns weren't really factored into the final legislation. On July 2nd of 1915, the Eastland got its new supply of lifeboats and equipment. And on July 24th, 1915, it was scheduled to make its first fully loaded trip with all of that new equipment installed. It was one of five vessels that were chartered by Western Electric to take employees to a picnic at Washington Park in Michigan City, Indiana, across the other side of the lake from Chicago. But it never left the dock on the Chicago River. It started to tilt as people were boarding and the crew was not able to compensate by changing the ballast tanks and the levels of water in them. The boat reached capacity at 7.10 in the morning, and then after alarmingly swaying back and forth several times over the next 18 minutes, it rolled completely onto its side at 7.28. None of the life jackets or life rafts that had been added to the boat had been deployed. There had been no time for any of that. Some people were able to jump onto the dock from the boat or to scramble up the side as that side was exposed from the water, but a lot of people who were thrown into the river didn't know how to swim and drowned. Almost everybody who was below decks when the capsize happened wasn't able to make it out alive. Most of the at least 844 people who died were factory workers. 22 entire families were killed. The 2nd Regiment Armory had to be used as a temporary morgue, and there were so many people killed that almost 700 funerals took place on the same day, which was July 28, 1915. The American Red Cross, churches, civic organizations all gave aid at the scene, and they helped families make funeral arrangements. There were also court proceedings that went on for years afterwards, but none of them led to any convictions. A civil suit dragged on until 1933, but its terms limited the payout to the salvage value of the Eastland minus the cost to raise it up from the river. So the families of the deceased wound up receiving almost no compensation for this disaster. The U.S. Navy purchased and salvaged the Eastland, and then it operated as the USS Willamette until 1945. You can learn more about this tragedy in the June 28th, 2017 episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class. And you can subscribe to this day in history class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Next time, we will have a 19th century invasion during the Spanish-American War. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 